This is the Frontier Freedom Hour, sponsored by Centennial Institute at Colorado Christian University. Here's Jeff Hunt. So going all the way back to President Johnson, Lyndon Baines Johnson vowing to wipe out poverty in on March 16th, 1964. President Johnson announced a new government mobilization that he claimed would yield total victory against poverty in the United States. Johnson promised his war would be an investment that would return its cost manifold to the entire economy. The war on poverty sparked an astonishing growth in what is called means-tested welfare. This is from an article written by Robert Rector years ago. They have spent trillions of dollars at this point. Trillions of dollars trying to end poverty in this country. And in many ways, it's gotten worse. As Dr. David Cotter mentioned during the first segment, it's gone up in the city of Denver, in the state of Colorado. And now Mike Johnston, the mayor of Denver, is planning to make it his Top priority, state of emergency. We're going to take on poverty. And if you remember, Mayor Hickenlooper vowed to wipe out poverty back in 2006 within 10 years. Did not achieve that. The government effort to try to address homelessness is a total disaster. It's a failure by any means. It has failed. And now we have more drug-addicted Coloradans suffering on the streets of Colorado than I think at probably any point in our history. At what point, at what point do we as fellow citizens with with care and compassion for those that are living on the streets decide that this plan, that this effort that the idea that the government's going to come in and solve it has actually created a dependency class. It's like a caste system. Seriously, you have the untouchables. And, and the government has just created this caste system. And our culture has just said, yes, you can. If you want to live stoned in a tent, you can do that. And you're probably going to die within a year or two of it. And we don't care. This is the role of Christians in public square. This is where I get on my William Wilberforce little soapbox and go, we as Christians have to step in and do something because the government won't do it. The left won't do it. The libertarians won't do it. They won't. I mean, there are people literally suffering right outside down the street from this studio at one point. I saw an eight-year-old girl living in a homeless camp, disheveled hair. I called the city of Aurora non-emergency line. I said, there's an eight-year-old girl just wandering around in a homeless encampment. I think it was a girl, long hair, disheveled. I'm not going to live in that state. I'm not going to just stand by and allow that to happen. So... Dr. David Connors joining us, Dean of the School of Theology at Colorado Christian University. How do we get out of this? That's a great question. And it's a multifaceted 
problem. So let me just speak to the middle. We're, we're Christians. We look to the Bible for truth as the Word of God. And in Matthew 25, starting in verse 31, this sounds familiar to you. It says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, he'll sit on his glorious throne and all the nations will be gathered before him, and he'll separate the people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And then he'll say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world, because, here's the reason, he's going to separate people on his left, people on his right, here's the criteria, because I was hungry and you gave me something to drink, eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. And Jesus is saying, as you do this to human beings, you are doing this to Jesus Christ. And so this is the philosophy of our ministry. We go down 40 or 45 students every week, uh, Thursday nights, and it's the simple in the world. You have a backpack with prepackaged food, you walk up to somebody, somebody probably smells bad, someone, there's rats in the alley, they're probably under the influence, and you say, my name is David, what is your name? You know, are you hungry? I have some food in my backpack. Can I pray for you? Um, and will you tell me your story? And we'll listen to that person's story. And I'll tell you, it's hard on the streets. Like I said, there's rats in the alleys in January, it's bitter cold. But there's something about 9 o'clock at night when you find somebody who's going through a trash can because they're that hungry to be able to hand them food and a bottle of water. And, and for our students who do that, according to what Jesus says here in Matthew 25, you know, that alone is a fundamentally good uh, thing to be doing. So I, th- I think that that's the message to Christians. You have to engage. We, you can't take the libertarian tact of, well, those, you know, that's their choice. We're going to let them die on the streets. We don't let people die in the streets. Okay. Right. But there's also a message to those that are homeless. You can't sit around drug addicted. You are created yep. in the image of God, given incredible gifts by the almighty God himself, for his glory to live out in this world you have a responsibility you can't engage in in slothfulness right it's a sin and i don't feel like we talk about that and i feel like the government just comes along and says well the idea that you're going to have to work is somehow bad we had you had people on the city council of denver condemning the fact that faith-based poverty organizations were making people work during the day how dare you how dare you make these people work but no there's there's a god there's a christian message there that you can't sit around addicted to drugs you have to work you're created to work right you're absolutely right in fact there's intelligent people there's one gentleman i talk to regularly he's got a philosophy degree from the university of denver and he works in the day and lives on the streets at night. And he's an intelligent guy. Many of them are rational, intelligent. Even those who drink a lot are under the influence. You know, they respond to incentives. And we need to treat them as human beings who have choice, who are making choices and, and take the responsibility for that. So it's not all mental illness. It's not all irrationality by any stretch. So, And, and as you said, for Christians... 
at Colorado Christian University, we're not trying to to solve 40,000. We'd love to do that, but we know we can't. It's it's the ones we know by name that we see every week. And I just would encourage other Christians to, to help one person or two or or what they can do through their church or other organization. That's that's what moves the needle. On that note, are churches doing enough to address poverty? Are they or or churches at a point where they're going, Well, that's a government issue? Yeah. Well, some are and I just want to commend them. You know, Mean Streets on Colfax, they do excellent work uh, getting uh, post-dated food into the hands of people who are happy to eat uh, old food uh, as opposed to no food and things like that. Uh, Applewood Baptist Church, where I attend, you know, they prepare dignity packages for women on the streets, and the women who are hearing this could imagine specific problems just that rob you of dignity, of trying to live on the streets. And... Um, much less toothpaste and soap and other things like that that they put into bags that we can distribute. So I think there's there's a room for cooperation. Some fund the operation, some buy the things and put them together, and we're happy to be the students and the people on the ground saying, I'm going to put this into the hands of somebody who needs it tonight, and, and then also give them a, a prayer and an encouragement to work, and hopefully have a gospel conversation along the way. Well, so I, I think it is the Christian message that will address this issue. It is the Christian gospel that will change this issue, because one, it compels people that have means that are doing well to care for those, right? The great, the good Samaritan, uh, that message that you have to give to those in need. There's plenty of gospel uh, links to that and, and scripture to that, that you cannot ignore the poor. You're not allowed as a Christian to ignore the poor. At the same time, you can't just sit on the street and wait for people to come to you and, and give you that. And the, and the, this, is why, this is why the government will always fail at this. This is why they've spent trillions of dollars and have not solved this problem. Because there is a mandate in gospel teaching that you must do work, that you have to care for yourself, for your family, for those around you, that you cannot engage in slothfulness. Friends, we Mike Johnston will not solve this problem. You could give them trillions of dollars. You could give them homes. You could give them nice TVs. You could give them cell phones. You can give them everything that the government wants to give them, and they will still misappropriate funds. They will still not go to work. They will still be addicted to drugs. So my prediction, we're going to revisit this in a year. Mark, Jamie, we got to mark this down. My prediction, one year from now, that homelessness will not have improved at all in the city of Denver. Because they can't get it right. This is what I always say about the left. They, they can never solve a problem because they don't diagnose the problem well. They don't get human nature right. And so everything else falls apart. Friends, this is Jeff Hunt. You're listening to the Frontier Freedom Hour. We're talking with Dr. David Cotter, the Dean of the School of Theology at Colorado Christian University, about this great plan to end homelessness, declare a state of emergency. We're going to continue this conversation when we come back. We'll be right back after these messages. 